This is the emergency medical minute. All right, so I was going to talk a little bit about mushrooms, but not the mushrooms you guys want. I'm sorry. Um, no, but with them being de decriminalized, I think we're going to see a few more cases and things like that. And uh, we'll also probably see some other stuff uh, with summer season coming around. It is the time that people like to go forage and, and get some of these mushrooms out there. So it's something that I wasn't aware of, but it's not, not getting the psychedelic effects, but uh, controlled effects. I don't know. Enhances creativity is, is kind of the bottom line. Uh, so anyways, you know, some of the other mushrooms we're talking about would be morels. I don't know if you guys are familiar with those. I'm particularly not super familiar. I'm, I'm definitely not comfortable enough to go out and forage. I, I know enough to know that I'm not going to go forage for mushrooms. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll go to a store happily and buy whatever's there. But that, that being said, so the, the morels, there's kind of the false morel, which is the poisonous one. It looks like in Colorado, most of the areas you'd find it kind of the more the aspen kind of, you know, forest, that, um, that area, um, but it could be found elsewhere. Um, the true morel is probably a little more widespread, um, could be in the same area, but also more into the plains um, in those areas. They do look fairly similar. They kind of have a rough texture. I got some pictures on here if anybody wanted to see them, but um, kind of a rough looking texture. It's red. It's not that kind of Alice in Wonderland, the uh, um, Amanita mushrooms. Um, and we can talk about those ones as well. Those are also in Colorado and those ones, um, some people refer to as Colorado's magic mushroom. It's not the same as psilocybin or kind of the, the magic mushrooms that we know of, and it's actually much more deadly. Um, but it does create some of those kind of euphoric uh, Alice in Wonderland type experiences, and it was actually that mushroom where a lot of that stemmed from. So, um, but going back to the morels, you know, the, the old kind of standard, you know, true morel is actually something that's supposed to be, you know, pretty good, delicacy, and there's ways of treating it to make sure you're doing it safely. The false morel looks pretty similar. Um, the effects of it can be nausea, vomiting, as you would expect, some abdominal pain. Um, liver toxicity is pretty common with it, and that can go up in about 48 hours. There can be rhabdomyolysis, a lot of muscle breakdown from it. Um, but the other interesting one is seizures, and they can actually be very refractory to benzodiazepines. So um, I think, you know, probably good just to touch base on that. If you have seizures that are refractory to benzos, there's a few things that we think about. This would be one of those ones that we, you know, should think about but don't encounter very often. Uh, so something that came up in the history could help us out as far as treatment. The um, adjuncts you can do for it are kind of something you would not normally think of. So one would be vitamin B6 or pyridoxine, uh, which is often diclegis. But the way this mushroom works, it kind of inhibits a few breakdown you know, products that we do. One of them is you know, vitamin B6 is in this pathway to kind of bottom line help get GABA receptors or kind of the, the GABA transmitter where it needs to go. So it kind of inhibits that process. So then the brain is depleted of its normal kind of GABA function, and as a result, the seizures are hard, you know, happen, and then they're hard to control with standard therapy. Um, so you know, vitamin B6 emergently, it's one of the few times it actually could be helpful you know, for us. Um, other medicines, Rachel might have some other ideas. Propofol would probably be something worthwhile, um, just because of the way that it does work on the GABA receptor specifically. So another time with you know, seizure patient refractory, sometimes we do have to do kind of the whole status epilepticus, um, intubate them for airway protection, but propofol actually could have some direct effects with that. Rachel, any other thoughts you have on, uh, you know, treating our, you know, yeah, refractory surgery? Yeah. And these, I didn't see much specifically with these on there, but again, I think we all have a, a pathway we can follow of refractory seizures on where to go with that. So, you know, we have a few mushroom talks we could do. That'll be tonight's, but the morels, if you guys want to see pictures of what they look like, but uh, since they're in Colorado and I suspect mushrooms will be on the rise, you know, of all varieties. So. All right. That's good. Emergency Medical Minute is and always will be about free medical education. Medicine's most prolific podcast is successful because of our supporters, donors, and, of course, our listeners. 
Please like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. And if you support spreading free medical education, please donate at our website, emergencymedicalminute.com. As always, keep listening.